Today on the topic show, Colorado bans Trump from running for president. Bud Light Peyton Manning video flops as usual. Vivek calls Nikki Haley the Kamala Harris of the GOP and goes viral. Minnesota flag has changed to one that resembles the country's flag of Somalia. North Face, Dickies, and Vans Parent Company has been hacked. New York law made careers Chick-fil-A to operate on Sunday. And Comcast Xfinity data breach affects 35 million users. All of that and much more on The Topping Show. Thank you everyone for taking the time to tune in today. Today's episode of Topping Show is sponsored by Topping Technologies. Topping Technologies is an IT value-added resource and services company with a special proficiency IT security. Heck, I see their founder at least twice a day. Guys, he's quite handsome and brilliant. He's me, you see, that's a joke. If you're an IT leader or a business owner, you can reach the team at sales at toppingtechnologies.com. Also, trying to get to 4,000 subscribers by the end of December. So, if you could click that button, then I'd greatly appreciate it. Now, going over to the business part of the podcast, you have North Face Dickies Vans Parent Company hacked. And it's actually even more widespread than that. Those are just the most recognized names. The parent company behind this is actually VF, which is much less of an inspiring of a name, VF Corporation, but nevertheless, that's the parent company name. Not only do they own the brands that many people know, like Vans, the North Face, Dickies, but they also own Timberland, which is, I guess they're still around. Also, Jansport, so, you know, those cool, the old classic backpacks you used to get back in the day when you were in elementary school, which, great to I you know they don't even use books at some schools. I don't even know if they have backpacks anymore. But nevertheless, when I was a youth, that was a popular brand for backpacks. They also own Supreme as well as, let's see here, Ultra Running, Icebreaker, Smart Wool, Eastpack, Kipling, Nepa Harlegina, and One. Clearly, I am out of the fashion sense. As you all know, I believe a man only needs to buy one, maybe two suits. Oh, and really, every man should always suit up appropriately and just make it last a lifetime. Now, it looks like specifically VF Corp is headquartered over in Colorado, and they own 13 of those globally recognized brands, have 35,000 employees. Revenue, revenue, geez Louise is more than I thought. $11.6 billion, and now that is, of course, at risk because they're being attacked. Now, <clears throat> It looks like the threat actors managed to encrypt some of the company's computers and steal personal data. <laughs> Which, again, what's a, I'm trying to think of a rudimentary way of say, explaining how they're encrypting some of their IT systems and their computers. Basically, relighting the, the language so they can't understand it without a special key. Roughly put, that's kind of how I explain it to my non-tech friends. And... Even worse, it looks like they stole some of their data. They know that it's unclear, and this is thanks to bleepingcomputer.com. And specifically, the article noted that it's unclear if the stolen data impacts only employees, suppliers, resellers, partners, or customers. While the attack bears all the hallmarks of a ransomware attack at the time of this writing, no ransomware groups have taken responsibility for the incident. So interestingly enough, I mean, traditionally with a ransomware, you'll have a malicious actor break into the sit. <coughs> excuse me, a little bit of a cough these days, but just shall persevere, of course. Is instance where they'll bring it to the network, they'll encrypt a bunch of files, they'll do a ransomware where they'll have it so that you actually can't access your data until you pay them, in which case they will give you a special encryption key so you can basically unlock your own data and you can once again have the ability to access, read, write all that data as well. And usually you get that ransom note and you get the demands pretty quickly. It's a huge business in and of itself. And in this case, they haven't heard one yet, which is really bizarre. Now. According to the SEC filing, which again, that's a pretty big change in terms of cybersecurity and businesses in the United States. Recently, the US government had a new mandate in which if you're a big publicly traded company, you have to let your shareholders and the public know within I believe 24, <laughs> excuse me, 24 hours if you've had a breach or cybersecurity incident. So that's why we're gonna see a lot more of these incidents in the headlines, even if it's not a massive breach or even if it's not you know crippling a couple of these operations where you have some instances where it was nationwide news when the Colonial Pipeline was hit, they actually halted the transaction of one of the most precious commodities on the planet, which is oil, gasoline. Now, that made a lot of headlines because of the big impact it had when it had, and it impacted the whole supply chain. In this, some of these smaller cases, there's not as much impact, but now they're going to be making headlines because they've had to publicly tell everyone about it. Now, 
going back to the article, <clears throat> according to the SEC filing, they said, quote, the company is working to bring the impacted portions of the IT systems back online and implement workarounds for certain offline operations with the aim of reducing disruption to its ability to service retail and brand e-commerce customers and wholesale customers, aka wholesale being when they sell to a brick and mortar, like a, they sell to a reseller like Walmart or Amazon and they sell it to the end user on their behalf. Now they continue to say, quote, as of the date of this filing, the incident has had and is reasonably likely to continue to have a material impact on the company's business operations until recovery efforts are completed. VF Corp says its physical retail stores will operate normally. Still, customers will likely experience delays in the fulfillment of online orders or the inability to place orders on some of the said brand's e-commerce sites. Which, geez louise, can't help but wonder what the heck is this doing to their stock price if they are publicly traded. So, VF... Let's see. Yeah, it's not detrimental. It looks like it went down. Again, this is the aggregation across five days. So people have had time to read the article. It's down negative 4.66%. Currently trading at $18.61 per share. Again, this is a VF Corporation. Market cap of $7.24 billion. Well, geez Louise, I'm glad I didn't invest in them. I mean, granted, hindsight's always 2020 when it comes to investing. Their five-year trend is actually negative 73.36%. Past year, they're down 26.06%. Year to date, they're down negative 32.91%. Past six months, they're down 5.68%. So overall, the trend for the company is not great. And again, it's one of those fascinating things with Q4, fiscally speaking, Q4. Most of the businesses make a majority of their revenues and their profits. That's why they always call it Black Friday. Is It's a finance term, getting from the red, where red is negative and black is positive. You're getting into the black, so to say. So it's a traditional ledger. Now, getting hacked and having an inability to transact during the most important time of the year, this is certainly going to hurt them. And it'll be interesting to see how long they're impacted. And again, the other good re Another good reminder to always test your backups if you are a business owner or you work in an IT company. Everyone always says, oh yeah, we backed up our data. And it's fascinating to hear how many times when, you know, everyone will tell me that when I'm working with my IT company. And then we always ask a follow-up question. Great. When was the last time you tested your backups? That's usually the multi-million dollar question. Because again, in some cases, not all. Granted, there's a myriad of variables in cybersecurity, which in and of itself makes it so fascinating to me. But... In some cases, if you get, you know, have malicious reactors break in, they encrypt your files, if it's a proper good backup, air gap, it's offsite, well, just, all right, our current data is bad, you know, just restore it. Grant yourself to, you know, find malicious actors, make sure they don't get, there's a lot of variables, but backups do help. So we're interested to see how this pans out, but not great business news for VF Corporation. It'll be interesting to see how they're able to adapt and maybe they'll be able to. Hopefully, if you're a fan of the products, be able to get back online 100% and operational before, I was going to say the Christmas rush, but that's, shoot, hours away. So, now that I think about it, hopefully the Christmas shopping for that company has already been hit, but of course, as I always say, time shall tell. Other interesting business news, you have a New York law may coerce Chick-fil-A to operate on Sunday. Yet another prime example of religion being under attack. Now, going to a specific article, this comes from Zoe Wells, and it's in USA Today, and they say that a new bill has been introduced in New York which could coerce Chick-fil-A to operate at rest stops along Interstate 90 in the state, in the state, geez, their grammar is horrendous. So let me, instead of trying to do a quote, I'll just say my words more appropriately. So basically trying to introduce a law that coerces restaurants to be open if they're on the interstate, if they're at these rest stops, and... It'll be interesting to see if, I don't know if they're going to try to sue. Now, specifically, this is, again, government's not great at marketing. Talk about uninspiring bill name. The bill name is Bill A08336, which, good luck remembering that. Although, perhaps we can probably more appropriately rename it to the Screw Chick-fil-A bill or the Screw Over Chick-fil-A bill. Now, that bill specifically would require all fast food services at transportation facilities and rest areas to remain open seven days a week. This, according to the New York State Assembly. I guess this is the antithesis of Chick-fil-A because they're a religious-based company and they give their employees Sundays off for, obviously, the day of, the, the day of worship. 
and Sunday is a religious day for everyone in the oh, I was gonna say traditional religious community. So for a lot of them, that's why every Chick Fil A is always closed on Sunday. And from a business perspective, it's even more more impressive that their stores are actually more successful operating six days a week compared to most of their competition, where they're open seven days a week, and yet they have less revenue and less profit per store. So it's a huge business achievement. Now, it looks like, oh, let's see, they seven Chick-fil-A's, so in terms of the impact on the Chick-fil-A, they say that seven Chick-fil-A's are located in multiple New York State Thurview rest stops with three more planned to be built. And it looks like the bill all, would also require New Jersey to enact the same law for food services at the Port Authority, which should take effect after New Jersey passes a statute similar to one in New York. So it'll be interesting to see I'm not sure about the long-term lease agreements they have for these locations. I mean, some restaurants still have a 20, 30, 50 year agreement with the landowner, or sometimes in rare cases they own the land. So it'll be interesting to see what the implications are. Does Chick-fil-A try to break those contracts early, try to get out of them so they can close the sites completely? Those are also high frequency travel points because we're off the interstate, so they're going to be trading off a lot of lost revenue if they were to go that route. But if I were a gambling man, I'd say, I, I know they become less religious throughout the years, but I think this is still something that's very important to the company and the family. So I suspect they're going to do everything they can to avoid these types of coercive laws. Perhaps they'll either file a lawsuit based on religious discrimination, or maybe they might just abandon those sites completely. Of those two most, I think those would probably be the two most two options that are most likely. Which option do you think they will choose going forward? I'd be fascinated to hear what you have to say. Now, going over to the culture part of the podcast, you have Minnesota flag changed to the Somali flag. And even after backlash, they only changed it back just just a modicum, just a little bit. Now, this was first shown on the on X, or as you know, few few people are calling it, Twitter. And this came from End Wokeness. And this is a quote, and this gentleman, I believe, says, quote, Minnesota is the home of the largest Somali population in Western, in the West, Representative Elon Omar, Minnesota, is from Puntland. Minnesota just revealed their new flag. I'm sure it's just a coincidence. And the old, you know the old traditional flag had a beautiful design, state crest, as I, I think many people would say is a traditional work of art. The new flag is pretty damn lazy. They literally just took the Somali flag, moved the star from the top, and put it to the right, and added a little almost like a K outline, very similar to the trans rights logo or the trans, the trans logo, um, not logo. Oh yeah. The logo, of their flag. And they got 5.2 million views and 29,000 likes. And you look at the top comments, someone by the name of Caillou says, quote, agree or not, Americans are being systematically replaced with alien people who have no experience or no expectation of constitutional rights. And is a picture of I'm not sure about the country, but there are many migrants walking down a road. They got 3.6 thousand likes. Right Angle News Network, who gets an A-plus for marketing because their logo is quite literally a picture of a right angle, which always good to see a little bit of geometry out there these days. They say, quote, we are being replaced and they don't aren't even trying to hide it anymore. We must resist, guys. It's not racist to want to exist. Follow us if you agree, unquote. I got 2,000 likes. X-Troll says, quote, the United States is losing its identity and Minnesota is an example. The United States should take care of its identity and its standards, unquote, getting 2.4 thousand likes. Though, based on many politicians, I don't think it's a coincidence that they've been simultaneously erasing most of our history by tearing, by, in true 1984 fashion, tearing down an, an animal farm, both brilliant books by George Orwell, which should be required reading for anyone in the United States. So I'd say anyone in the world, actually, because the lessons learned in the book are so quite literally timeless and invaluable and a little depressing when you see how much of the books are being replicated in modern society. But it's one of those instances where we very much are losing our identity and all of our history is being erased. You have schools being renamed. Schools that were named after the founding fathers, they're renaming those schools in the United States. Because again, the founding fathers were imperfect men, as we all are. No such thing as perfection on, on this planet. And you also have instances like this where, again, the Minnesota flag is just, it's just rewritten. Now, other popular comments here, one from the Maple Beef says, quote, why did Minnesota need a new flag? Unquote, getting 993 likes. And as I continue to scroll more and more, 
someone by the name of Alien says, save your country and, being called a, and be called a racist. Lose your country and be called a racist. If the outcome is the same, why would anyone choose to lose? Unquote, getting 1.1 thousand likes. Cameron Lynch says, quote, a slightly modified flag of a country known for their piracy and terrorism is now representing a whole state, unquote, getting 942 likes. Now, apparently, there's so much backlash, and if I'm looking here, this is probably one of the most liked ratios in terms of positive responses that agree with the original Twitter or X statement. So, as we say, anecdotally speaking, all these folks are agreeing. Granted, they are also people who follow the account and wokeness, so there's a, probably a sample size bias, of course. Now, there's so much backlash, they actually did change the flag a little bit. And again, this is a follow-up post from And Wokeness, and this guy, this is an update. It says, quote, the emblem commission made a last-minute changes to the new state flag of Minnesota. This comes after the intense backlash against the original design. This is the final version of the new flag. And again, it's just like the Somalian flag. It's the exact same. I'm not sure. It's not. It's a star with, how many points is that? Three, six, seven, eight. eight a star with eight points. And then it has, it looks like it's the same colors as the Somalian flag. It's because they have the same shade of blue. They have the same, I am, I, I'm, again, there's so many flags. I'm not trying to intentionally be disrespectful. I just, I can't keep track of them. So I know the most popular trans rights flag or they have like a little, kind of like a, a shape like a K. So it still has that outline as well. And I don't think that's a coincidence personally. And this particular post got 1.4, or sorry, 1.1 million views and 7.3 thousand likes. One of the first comments comes from Ian Miles Chong. He says, quote, it still looks Somalian, unquote. They got 1.1 thousand likes. Florida man says, and A plus marketing, this person does have an emoji of an orange in their profile name. They say, quote, they removed all character from the flag and left it with three shapes and three colors. The left is made up of preschoolers, unquote. I got 1.7 thousand likes. And yeah, when you look at the original flag, I mean, it literally was a work of art. The amount of detail they put into it, and the other one looks, I don't, I'm not I'm sure how mentally vacuous you have to be to come up with something so uncreative, but perhaps, I don't know if preschool would be, maybe kindergarten, it's something you could have done with a crayon. And not even the fancy big box of crayons with the 96 or 102 pack. I'm talking the simple, basic bitch, 6 to 12 pack of Crayola crayons. Which, I'm not going to lie, I had one growing up. We always strive to get the big box with the built-in sharpener, but I did not achieve that greatness as a child. Someday, perhaps, I'll be able to get there. But ADHD, ADHD comments aside, going over to the additional comments... Someone by the name of Kasaya Zizanda says, quote, You mean people objected to the Somalian Puntland flag? Why ever for? Actually, I'm surprised they listened. The woke usually double down if anyone dares object, unquote. They got 2,000 likes. Let's see here. Scrolling down. Barb Riley says, quote, Nowhere does it reference the state or the fact that Minnesota is a part of the United States. The new flag is abhorrent, unquote, getting 762 likes and a plus because they use a cool word like abhorrent. I approve. The sources are fun things to always use. Mark says, quote, welcome to Minnesota, the woke snowflake state, unquote. Got 631 likes and it is just a picture of the new Minnesota flag, which again erases all identity from Minnesota. Now, given the population of Minnesota has ever exponentially increasing in that demographic, and given their political viewpoints, I don't think we should be too surprised that they changed the flag to do that. But it's also erasing a whole state's history. So I'll be interested to see how many other states acquiesce to changing their flag. I mean, do the people in Minnesota even care anymore? I mean, when I'm looking at the, com the comments here, I'm not... Mm, not a lot of people are indicating they're from Minnesota. There's a lot of people who are from other states. They're saying this never happened in my state. Let's see here. Perhaps one of the most entertaining responses actually comes from Gorm the Young. And he says, quote, For those who are confused as exactly to why it's happening, this person enters into Google, When do countries change their flags? And the answer is, quote, Shift in political power, progression in a national structure, reimagining of a country's political or strategic structural future, unquote. 
I'm actually surprised they only, they only got 106 likes. I'm surprised they didn't get more. But, yeah, I would say that's pretty accurate reason as to why they're changing the flag. Now, let me know in the comments, do you think other states will follow in this trend? I mean, how long was that? I'm trying to see. I mean, the Minnesota flag has been around for quite some time. So it'll be interesting to see how many other states continue to shift as the United States' identity continues to disintegrate. Or do people push back and vote differently saying, hey, we want our old flag back. So it'll be fascinating to hear what you have to say. Other interesting cultural news, you have Bud Light Peyton video flops. Of course, perhaps worse than a, a fumble. I forget what he was known for in the sports balls. I know he's known for being more of a brand ambassador. If I think about all the times you've seen him on the television. Now, Bud Light, again, this is... Not to brag, but even my videos have got more likes in the past. This got 22,700 views and 126 likes. Which, not to brag, but I think, what was it, four or five months ago? I got a video with 128 likes. Not, you know, humble brag. But again, they're also a multi-billion dollar business. They should be getting much, much more likes. Now, granted, Bud Light has shot themselves in the high heeled boots worse than the DeSantis did. So, it'll be interesting to see if the brand ever really recovers. Now... Bud Light says before this little quick video, and they say, quote, we're patent it forward, kind of. Whatever you call it, head to superbudlight.com slash score a seat to learn how you could score a seat to Super Bowl LV111 and the Zach Bryan show in Vegas, unquote. All right, I'll give him a little, uh, not a lot, a modicum of kudos for the play on words with the patent it forward. Instead of paying it forward. Eh, it's not terrible. It's pretty good for wordplay. It's good for Bud Light. I know the bar is lower than you could possibly measure. And then it looks like it's about a minute long. So, of course, it is cringe. But we shall endure. And, of course, actually, he's actually holding. Interesting enough, he's starting the commercial holding a can of Bud Light. His hand is not disintegrating. Or I don't see a fungus or anything malicious growing on his hand. Like, So, it... it doesn't appear as infected by anything. All right. What's up, Payne? Take a lot. I got some great news. I'm giving away a boatload of Super Bowl. So, are we to believe that Mr. Payton is in an office and behind him is a framed picture of Bud Light? I, I don't know anyone on the planet who would voluntarily pay to have a picture of a Bud Light, I can't tell if it's a can or a bottle, but it's a, a frame behind me as if it's a work of art. That, that, I can't fathom that. Would you ever, what, what's the value on that? Like negative 20 bucks? Okay, that, that again, this is commercial is already failing because it's taking me out of the commercial. It's making me, ideally you're supposed to actually entertain someone, keep them interactive, you know, keep them, don't shift them to there's a special fancy marketing term that eludes me at the moment, but you don't want to ship them out of the commercial little mini reality. You you don't want them to be... You don't want to have objects or displays or items that take them out of the traditional thought line process. But again, well, I guess he's talking to... Who is this other sports wall guy? Probably Shaqon Barkley? I can only assume it's the brother of Charles Barkley. That's the only Barkley that I've heard of. And I know that because I saw it on a great TV show, although it was kind of terrible because it had Meghan Markle in it. But Suits is a great show. It teaches you all about wearing suits. And in the show, every man always suits up, as they should by default. So I'm a very big fan of the show. Allegedly, it also has things about law. I never got that far into it. But nevertheless, he's talking to Mr. Barkley of the New York Giants. Well, he doesn't look that tall, but all right. News. I'm giving away a boatload of Super Bowl 58 tickets. Plus, oh, tickets to see Zach Bryan at the Bud Light Backyard Tour in Vegas. And I want you to help me spread the word. Let's tell everyone. I'm calling it Peyton It Forward. Seriously? We're calling it Saquon's? Wait, wait. So we reverse this. We're calling it No. I Did he have a picture of that Bud Light? No. Let's tell everyone. What? Yes. So Mr. New York Giants guy. So he is also, I guess this is his home. Talk about a sad home. He has a framed can of Bud Light. That's his display piece behind him. Which, 
yeah, that's again, I so unrealistic. Even like in col even in college, guys didn't have that in their in their dorms or in their office. Like you did have a Lamborghini Countach and as like a poster board. You have some girl in a swimsuit. No one has ever had a poster of Bud Light. It, granted, they might have had a poster of like the Bud Light girls when they actually use biological women to display their products. But this is just a picture of a can. All right, so that's two for two of the displayed people in the commercials having framed pictures of Bud Light. Let's see. I'm assuming they're all sports balls related. We'll see about this. I'm calling it Peyton It Forward. Seriously? We're calling it Saquon Saves the Day Quan. Really? By George, I think we've got it. Austin's what? awesome giveaway. Be certain you enter the Super Bowl 50. This guy is Pat Cernan. He looks like, I don't know, he's a model. He's wearing a half, like, a really bland, I don't know if he's cross-dressing, but he has, like, a black shirt, but he, also, he has a necklace, and he has diamond-studded earrings. But at least he doesn't have a picture of a framed Bud Light can behind him, so it's not that embarrassing. But that's Pat Sertan, or Sertan? Sertan? Yeah, giveaway. Here's the T. Okay, wait, Mr., who is this? T. Higgins, but he plays football, not golf. Interesting. He looks like he's from the Cincinnati Bengals. I, have, I believe they're a sports balls team. Allegedly. They might be T-ball, though, for all I know. I mean, have you ever heard of Super Bowl with the Cincinnati Bengals? Now, this guy's even... Now, not only is this hilariously, but it's also inept in terms of... He has a, he does have, yet again, you do see the framed picture of a can of Bud Light, but he was, I don't know if this is supposed to be like a joke, but it's not, it's not hung up. It's just sitting on the floor. Like how lazy is that? So this guy in a bachelor pad, he does have books. So he has books on the table beside him and he has some display just sitting on the ground. How lazy is that? Yeah, he's lazy. Nevertheless, continue the commercial. The T, the tickets are on me. Hollywood Brown turns America's frown upside down. I don't know about that. And we calling it Emmett's immensely awesome giveaway. What? The Super Bowl 58 ticket giveaway and Zach Bryan concert tickets was my idea. Your idea? I'm calling you. Exactly. You're patenting it forward. You got two rings. I got three. I mean, I just don't see how that's relevant. Just use the original name. But more confusing than anything else, but I, I, again, if you're a sports balls fan, there are, I remember, what was it, the last one, he's a famous NFL Hall of Famer or something like that. Then the last picture is of, looks like a branded Bud Light chair, a sports balls chair, like a stadium chair. They have a picture of a can, which... Again, I don't know who's in their art department or the graphics department, but the can is the size of half the chair. So the proportions are all wrong. It's completely unrealistic. The tickets are also the size of the can. So presumably it's almost like a half keg of Bud Light in the shape of a can and a poster board sized ticket to the Sports Falls game, which would be highly entertaining, I guess, to own, but very impractical. Kind of like getting those big novelty checks that they give away at all those fundraisers, but... Kind of awkward when you go to the bank holding that big giant check. I mean, a little bit impractical. Like, you can try to fold it, get in your wallet, but there's a rule of seven folds or something like that. We can't fold behind that. A little cumbersome, but highly entertaining, I suppose. And again, I, it, I think it was supposed to be funny, presumably, but I mean, I laughed at the ineptitudes of the ad, but not really like I was exciting to maybe win a seat at Super Bowl 58, which. I guess we can give them some kudos because they did help educate us on what the Roman numerals stand for for 58. So there's a modicum of value. Not, not much, granted, but there's a little. And again, that barely got any likes. It got 22,700 views, which, again, for a big, multinational, billion-dollar brand, what used to be the best-selling beer for 20 years, that's nothing. And it got 126 likes, which... The odds are this video won't get as many likes as that, probably. But maybe we'll break the odds, and if you click the like button, maybe it's not a 0% chance. Very few things in life are. But 
that'd be even more highly entertaining. If this video can get more likes than the Bud Light when they have, again, billions of dollars in resources. And shoot, I'm just in my daily office. So that'd be fascinating to happen. But you never know. So let's go to the comments. Maybe maybe, maybe this is a hot take. Maybe, maybe I'm an outlier in the assessment of this sports balls commercial. I mean, Americans love the sports balls and the pigskins, although they don't even make them out of pigs anymore. Ridiculous. For some, it's, I find it always hilarious that people who love the environment also love synthetic, chemical-made products to replace natural things like leather. But nevertheless, another topic for another time. Now, going to the comments section, someone by the name of Clauderetami says, I love Peyton. She got zero likes. <laughs> so I, I can't help but wonder if she's which again how inept is the Bud Light marketing department they didn't even like her tweet and Bud Light did respond to her so they, they did read it some human or maybe they have a personality robot someone on the Bud Light team read her comment and they replied saying the absolute goat and they used the emoji of a goat granted nobody liked the Bud Light response to that now going to Claudia Atarimi looks like her profile has joined in 2014, has 361 followers. Let's see. And she is brain dead or mentally vacuous, some might say. A little bit more polite. She is one of those people who just repost everything for sweepstakes. Most famously, the hashtag millions, where they say if you reply and follow, you can win $100, which, again, is just ridiculous beyond all belief. It's one of the most rudimentary scams of all time. And you can't but notice, again, every time there's a positive comment, it's the same people who just repost everything for free crap. Now, we're going, one of the most popular comments, so that got zero likes. Nobody liked that. Not even Bud Light liked that. Now, the first comment that actually got likes comes from Tom Ferry. Tom Ferry says, quote, Peyton seems to love tranny water. Boycott still on, unquote. That was all in caps, mind you. That got 43 likes. Now, the second one under him comes from, what is this? Flauncy the cat, and it is actually a poll. And they say, quote, would you ever support Bud Light again? With the three options being yes, I never stopped. No, move to better beer. Three being maybe after an apology. Now, granted, it's not the largest sample size. The sample size comes in at 181 votes. And that is the final tally. The, looks like the breakdown is, 11.6% of the votes cast were said, yes, I never stopped supporting Bud Light. 68.5% said, no, move on to better beer. And 19.9% said, maybe after an apology. Which is interesting. Now the poll, you know, he had 181 people vote. Only three people liked it, which, actually, now I think I should like it because I find polls fascinating. But it's one of those instances where... That's a pretty big number, 20%. Now, again, it's a small sample size, 181 votes. But, again, I think it does show if the CEO has come out with a true apology, which he never will because he would alienate more customers on the far left, they get upset, and then they would increase their boycott as everyone's boycotting this company, the right, the left, and then the people in the middle, who I, they just don't want to talk politics when they're having a beer. Perhaps they also have a modicum of taste buds on their tongue still, so they would rather not have Bud Light. But as long as this is where if they were to come out with a true apology, it'd make the boycott worse on the left, or the far left, however you want to define it. And it's interesting that 20% of people said they would actually go back if there was a true apology, which I, if I were to ballpark, I'd say probably more around 10%, but it's not 0%. Now, the big question is, would they alienate the left so much on the far left with an apology? Would that increase the boycott by that same delta? Now, going over to other popular comments, and again, <laughs> All the comments that have likes, they're not good. Which, I guess we should give them a modicum of a break, or a modicum of respect in terms of they're not censoring these comments. So I do appreciate that, because only the most mentally and morally vacuous people and governments on the planet believe in these types of censorships of taking away free speech from average people. Oh, anyone, really. So, someone by the name of Wook says, quote, Drank Bud Light hard in college as a bro. Now I'm an adult, won't touch it for all the re right reasons. <laughs> sorry, Dana Wright. Oh, sorry, Dana White. Again, I'm not a doctor. However, if you click the subscribe button, it may help with my enunciation and my attempt to slow down my speech pace, which are feedback I hear in the comments are things I should and am actively trying to work on. Again, it might not be 100% cure, but it can't hurt to just click the subscribe button. It very well may help. Now, going back to the comments, someone by the name of RF says, quote, 
No to Bud Light, unquote, getting 17 likes. The Adventures of JMK says, quote, nice try, woke light, unquote. It got 16 likes. Troy says, LOL, still ain't drinking that gay juice, unquote. That got 28 likes. The Biggest Hog says, quote, oh, hell no, unquote. I got 13 likes. One of the most popular ones comes from Cornelius Rockenstowski saying, quote, Peyton is transitioning, question mark, unquote. I got 16 likes. Troy says, quote, I lost all respect for you, Peyton. You're already filthy rich, and you sold yourself to the devil for more money, unquote. I got 20 likes. Let's see here. The Duke simply says, sorry, and has a picture of Dill Mulvaney wearing a dress, necklace, and screaming irrationally. Getting 23 likes for that one picture. Someone by the name of It Snakes AC sent me says hashtag Riley Gaines, and this is a picture of Riley Gaines, and the caption is stands Riley Gaines. I got 32 likes. C. Mill says, quote, still no apology, but lots of celebrities and athletes showing their true colors, unquote. They got five likes. Mark Harmon says, quote, unquote, sellout, getting eight likes. Bratzman's Toes says, quote, you're, you're going to make me say tranny piss again, unquote, getting nine likes. David, who has the pronouns of awesome and magnificent, says, quote, still will never buy your products again, unquote, getting 11 likes. Some are actually so boring. Some are so crass, I actually can't say them on YouTube, though they are highly entertaining. Let's see here. Jerry Berry says, quote, so Bud Light pays a bunch of retired millionaires tons of money, and now the boycott is off? Nope, continue the boycott, unquote. That got 17 likes. Let's see here. Now, interestingly enough, again, this is one of those BS hashtag where you can win free crap. Usually, the first 50 or 100 comments are all people just responding, saying, I want free tickets, or I don't know how inebriated they are, but saying, I want free Bud Light, which, again, I still can't fathom what I would realistically do if I won, quote-unquote, a case of Bud Light. It is a fascinating phenomenon where there's a lot of business things and actually metaphors in life where you don't have real-life examples, but it's a great example of being a winner and a loser at the same time winning, quote-unquote, a case of Bud Light. I mean, if I were to win a case of Bud Light right now, today, what would I do? I could, actually, now that I think about it, Christmas is quite literally days away. Traditionally, if someone is bad for Christmas, and usually people relegate this to children, I think you should actually have for adults, too. There are some aspects of Festivus I think are actually not terrible ideas. Now, usually, traditionally, you give people coal if they're bad for Christmas, which is actually... Coal is actually pretty valuable as well as pretty expensive, so probably not the best thing to do, actually. But instead of, let's say, again, the person who had to be above 21 years old, which shouldn't be that big of an issue to find someone who's a disappointment or someone who's been bad who's above 20 years old, there's a high population of them. Now, instead of giving this person coal for Christmas, you could give them a case of Bud Light for Christmas. It, it would be the ultimate middle finger as, as a gift. I mean, I don't know what... How, what would they do with it? I mean, they're not going to drink it unless they're already thoroughly dr drunk to the point where they can't taste anything. I suppose if they got a drop of hot sauce on their tongue and they didn't have water or milk or anything else to put on their tongue, they could perhaps do that, but I think that would actually make the situation worse. That may very well be the, the 12th or the 13th thing we've thought of on the show of an ideas of what would you do if you wanted a case of Bud Light. You could give it away as a Christmas gift or a white elephant gift as a punishment. So instead of giving coal to your 21-year-old-plus friends and family who disappoint you or are bad this year, give them a case of Bud Light. It would actually be a much harsher punishment than coal, which can actually be used in a myriad of applications. So that actually might be a good idea. And again, it took us, what was this? I scrolled down the page a couple times. Only now are a couple of these responses creeping up where it is actually the hashtag, you know, give me free crap. And I just scroll, what was this, 20, 30 comments? And actually, interestingly enough, it's the same It's the same person just did it three times in a row. Robin Wolf. Which they didn't even spell their name right. It's Wolf with an E at the end. Which, Wolf as the last name is, almost, is ridiculous in and of itself. 
It's almost as ridiculous as somebody named after the pizza, like topping. Oh wait. Nevertheless. Now going to Mr. Robin Wolf's profile, this person joined in 2012, so it's not a new profile. This person has 1,319 followers, so more than zero. Not to brag, but I have about 230, though I would say quality over quantity. Mine are the best followers, bar none, obviously. And going to the content, he is mentally vacuous to say the least. It is another serial reposter. And they have, well, we already know this person has no taste. They drink Bud Light, for the love of God. But this person is retweeting for Smarties. One of the worst candies ever. I mean, allegedly this person is old enough to drink beer and they're reposting trying to get free Smarties. Of all the candies out there when you should save treats, I mean, the word is treats, so it's supposed to be a rare thing in and of itself. I can't imagine being an adult and wanting to win Smarties. Truth be told, one of the best candies I think out there is a, perhaps a York Peppermint Patty, which is pretty good. It's an underrated delight. But, I mean, Smarties, what else is it? And then he's reposting for chance to win money. Oh, yeah. Just repost. You might win. What is this? Audio gear, free money, a Gibson guitar. You could win. Just enter the sweepstakes. And as I just keep scrolling, again, just... And he actually reposted the Bud Light Peyton It Forward commercial. So I don't know if Bud Light gives extra accolades for reposting their stuff. But yeah, this person, everything he posts is either a repost of a sweepstakes, and what he does post in terms of quote-unquote original content, it's stuff where you could say, oh yeah, what is this? Win, win a Monserta pennant, and they say, you know, $4,500 value. Which, for the first of all, that pennant is definitely not worth it, especially when you see all these things, situations you buy jewelry online. It's mostly crap. The amount of gold in it is so infinitesimally small. It's the smallest, the smallest of gold plating possible. Just so I can say it has it. So, needless to say, and interesting enough, continue to scroll with more and more of this. All the very few comments where they actually are reposting the hashtag where they could allegedly win these sports balls tickets. And they're all people who just repost for random free crap. So... Yeah. Let's see here. Ah, here. Okay, there's one more. There's a couple comments that are hidden because they say they're so boring. Click this button to see more. Obviously, I'm going to click that button. And it is a picture of... This comes from Cross the Dog. This profile responded to the Bud Light tweet. It has a, a picture of... A Photoshop picture of... Well, it's supposed to be Dorothy from The Wizard of Oz, but it's a biological man in the Dorothy dress with Dil Mulvaney's photo, head photoshopped into it, then Joe Biden behind Dylan, sniffing Dylan. And on the haystacks are cases of Bud Light, and it's and it's also a couple of Bud Light bottles, which are branded for their pride parades, which is the Bud Light aluminum bottle with the pride flag, or the pride colors um, painted on it as their color scheme. And there's a big logo that says Bud Light. So that was, you know... That was so bad, we had to click that extra button to see it. That did get three likes, which, I was going to say, for being a hidden response, not too bad. Another odd one, well, there's a lot of controversy in the religious community of, uh, with uh, a lot of people calling Pope Francis the woke Pope because of many of the policies he's taking. Another hidden um, response, which is disres it's disrespectful, but I'm actually surprised. Like, it's not... A, but it's not as if it's a extremely pejorative or using vulgar language. This is simply a picture. So John Doskill has a picture of someone pouring a can of Bud Light into, <coughs> excuse me, a chalice held by Pope Francis. So interestingly enough, that was one of the hidden responses that you can't see unless you click that extra button. And now that did, it wasn't very popular. No one liked that. Perhaps because it was hidden, but that was another hidden response. And let me see here. So yeah, so youth might say Bud Light was ratio. Oh wow, it was a terrible click. They were ratioed as usual. 
even though they involved many sports balls legends. I mean, a legend, I suppose some people appreciate the Cincinnati Beagles. No, Bengals. Beagles would be more entertaining, though. Might be a better mascot. We'll see. But they use all the most popular sports balls fans, and yet the feedback in the comments, we saw, what was it, two positive ones? And they're for people that just repost everything. It's not like as if they're an active individual thought creator. So it'll be interesting to see if the boycott ever slows down or if we have an actual cultural shift where people start to boycott it less. But if I were to look at the Magic 8 Ball for Bud Light, I would say still the outlook is not so good. Now going over to the political part of the podcast, you have breaking news with Trump being banned for running for president by the state of Colorado. Now this comes to us thanks to AP News and specifically contributed by Nicholas Riccardi, who is the author. They noted that, quote, a divided Colorado Supreme Court earlier this week on Tuesday declared former President Donald Trump ineligible for the White House under the U.S. Constitution's insurrection clause, which removed him from the state's presidential primary ballot, setting up a likely showdown in the nation's highest court to decide whether the for, uh, sorry, the front runner for the GOP nomination can remain in the race. Which is fascinating. If you look at all the charges Trump is getting, and again, I know there are many of them in myriad of states and also federal, none of them are actually using that word insurrection in the actual lawsuits. Now, everyone in the media is using that word in nauseam because they know, a lot of people know that's the magical word that bars you. Now, they continue the article saying, quote, the decision from the court whose justices were all appointed by Democrat governors, marks the first time in history that Section 3 of the 14th Amendment has been used to disqualify a presidential candidate. The, the court said, quote, a majority of the court holds that, the Trump, that Trump is disqualified from holding the office of president under Section 3 of the 13th Amendment, the court wrote in a 4-3 decision. So again, these people, interesting enough, do you think that's a coincidence? All the, just, all the justices who voted for this were all appointed by Democratic governors. Again, they're supposed to be impartial. I know everyone is human, so it's very hard to be impartial. I'm sure many judges have to combat that. And I think some are certainly better than others, especially the constitutional ones, where they actually you know, abide by the Constitution and rule based on what the founding fathers believed in. Unfortunately, those judges are few and far in between. Now, it looks like... The article continues saying, quote, the Colorado's highest court overturned a ruling from a district court judge that found Trump incited an insurrection in his role on the January 6, 2021 attack of the Capitol, but said he could not be barred from the ballot because it was unclear that the provision was intended to cover the presidency. And it's fascinating how many people forget the video where there is video of Trump literally saying peacefully protest. And a lot of people are noting he's being held to a different standard than other political leaders Others who have been much more crass, much more direct in illegal activities, most famously Maxine Waters, who very prominent Democrat, I believe, of California, who actually encourages people to make damage in the streets and cause a ruckus, I believe is one of the terms or phrases that she calls upon. Now, key points with the article, they said that the, let me see here, the Trump's attorneys had promised to appeal to the nation's highest court, which may eventually decide if Trump can be on the ballot in 2024. Now, a lot of people are noting that for the first time in well, my lifetime is actually a conservative majority on the Supreme Court. That being said, many of them have abdicated from their responsibilities in the past. I'm a little bit biased in terms of a lot of the things I follow politically. I'm fascinated with firearm laws and getting our rights back. And there have been many cases where they've abdicated. They've just stepped back. They refuse to um, answer certain cases or even take on certain cases that would be pivotal to gaining gun rights in the United States. And famously, I believe it was last week, the Supreme Court denied the appeal where you had the George Floyd case where Derek Chauvin was appealing that decision and he was arguing that he was being prosecuted based on politics and the analysis or the there's some unethical and perhaps illegal behavior with the I forget what the technical term is but the actual the analysis of the autopsy where it was left out um, the high level of fentanyl was in the system and that contributing factor wasn't taken into account to the great degree that he was arguing. And the Supreme Court, again, that, that was one of the most prolific cases in our lifetime in terms of one of the most prolific homicide cases, which again, it was ruled, um, I forget the degree of murder, but that was the most famous cases. 
And they even had instances where one of the police officers was simply holding the crowd back. And that, I believe that officer got three to four years in prison. I mean, this is one of the hottest cases of our lifetime, and the Supreme Court declined to actually hear it. So, again, a lot of people are saying the Supreme Court is automatically on the side of Trump. I mean, there have been many instances of the Supreme Court, some of the justices who are conservative, well, they, they just, some of them just want the status quo. They don't want to make waves. So, I mean, everyone is saying, oh, yeah, it's going to get overturned like that. Is it? I mean, for the sake of our country, I hope it is, just because I believe whoever you want to run for government, again, I might not agree with your candidate or their, review, their views or their policies, but I believe in their right to run. Although, but like free speech, everyone in America used to believe, I might not agree with what you're saying, but I'll fight to the death for your right to say it. I mean, everyone in the United States used to believe that what our country was founded on. And yet, we've moved further away from that. And many politicians actually, in Michigan and Minnesota, you have other states where they're actually passing laws so you can go to jail depending on what you say. It's astonishing how much our country has disintegrated and deteriorated. So a lot of people are saying this is going to be an easy case. I'm not so sure. Let me know in the comments. Do you think it's going to be an automatic, you know, easy? The court will, it's free and poor in the United States, will automatically. Because, again, there is technically a conservative majority. Trump did appoint many of them. But, again, you look at the track record. Some of them have abdicated from the responsibility. They, they really aren't ruling as much as they could. So let's just say I'm pessimistic to say the least, but the political implications are insane. This is the first time this happened. I mean, never the United States, I mean, those, the amount of jokes going around about the United States becoming banned and republic are endless, where, I mean, we, people used to joke about other countries where they ban their political opponents. And this is the first time where we've had the government so militarized against a political opponent, where again, a lot of things Trump is being charged with they're the same things that other politicians have done. Most famously with the with the files not being stored properly, and then the emails with uh, Hillary Clinton. I mean, the former prosecutor, when it came to Hillary Clinton, they said that they did not want to take on that case. They didn't they want to make a big deal of it because they were worried about the election integrity, and they didn't want to have her getting off the ballot because that would remove some people's rights to vote for her. So they chose not to go after her because they believed in election integrity, and they didn't, they didn't want to set that president. With Trump, they're going full bore for him. And in the case of the story in the files, literally every other politician had done it. You literally, even, even politicians who are technically right, you have Mike Pence, Barack Obama, Joe Biden. You had, they all stored the files improperly, including Trump. But Trump is the only one that's actually being taken to court over it. And again, I'm, a lot of the thing, a lot of the topics, or some topics, I'm more in the middle. I think a lot of people in the middle are starting to see this doesn't feel fair. It certainly doesn't seem as if everyone is treat, being treated equally under the law. So it'll be interesting to see. Maybe this does win a lot of people in the middle to want to vote for Trump. But what if they can't vote for him? There are many politicians or other politicians for the Republican nominee saying they're going to drop out based on principle for the state. <laughs> excuse me, for the the primary in Colorado. So it'll be interesting to see if they all drop out, which again, a lot of people are actually arguing from a political perspective and, you know, good old moves on the political chessboard. They should have done that day one when Trump was being charged. And then you could argue that the government is actually banning a whole side of the political party. So no Republicans are running. So that was a methodology some strategists were kind of brainstorming a couple months or, you know, several months ago when the allegations and all the charges against Trump started to pile up. Now, I'm actually surprised. Some are saying they're actually going to come off the ballot in terms of Colorado. So it'll be interesting to see. Let me know in the comments. What do you think is going to happen from this? And what's the long-term political implications? I mean, I've never seen this in my lifetime. I mean, you wind back the clock a couple of years and this would have been laughable. People have said, no way would it ever happen in the United States. I mean, I might think your politician is crazier with that guy. I might think this or that, but... I mean, no one, was, no one was saying probably like, we need to get this person off the ballot. They're a threat to democracy. And this, I forget the phenomenon is fascinating where the more the person accuses someone of doing something, the more that person seems to be doing it. So let me know in the comments. It'll be fascinating here. You know, what are your thoughts on this? How do you think it'll actually play out at the end of the day? And it'll be interesting to see what are the long-term implications of our country. I just, I'm concerned the implications are not so good. Now, 
Other interesting political news, you have Vivek Ramaswamy calling Nikki Haley the Kamal Harris of the GOP, the GOP rather, getting over 2 million views on the X, or some people still call it the Twitter. Again, I'm not a doctor. However, if you click the subscribe button, it may help with my speaking ineptitudes and my stuttering. Again, there's no guarantees in life, but I'm just saying, can't hurt to give it a shot. Plus, trying to get to 4,000 subscribers by the end of December. So, I greatly appreciate everyone who clicks that button, especially people who continue to tune into the show and leave comments to help me improve and give feedback to make it better and better. Now, ADHD aside, going back to the actual substance of this part of the show, now, Vekar Swami, he did a tweet. It's actually up to 2.1 million views now, and he actually responded to Nikki Haley. Now, Nikki Haley, this is a quote or a tweet from 2020, and she said, quote, we should all stand with hashtag Bubba Wallace today against the cowards who secretly put that noose in his garage stall. Watch your back, cowards. Bubba has a bigger army than you do. Hashtag hate won't win. Hashtag we stand with Bubba. Now, this is at the time a huge controversy. Also shows the ineptitude of the U.S. government, how much time they have to waste on crap. Because they actually sent the FBI government entities to investigate this. And at the end of the day, it wasn't a noose. It was just a pull string on a garage door. So an example of people seeing racism when there isn't actually racism. And Nick Haley said that in 2020, and Vivek responded to that today, or a, a couple, little while ago, sorry, <coughs> a couple days ago. And he said Kamala Harris is the, the Kamala Harris of the GOP. Again, that got 2.1 million views and 34,000 likes. Now, I'm not one to defend Nikki Haley. I, I don't agree with many of her policies and her political ideals. But, I mean, no one's more mentally vacuous than Kamala Harris. Now, I don't know if you could say Nikki Haley is the Kamala Harris of the GOP party. I'm trying to think of the landscape in the GOP. Is there anyone more inept than Nikki Haley? Perhaps that is a greater conversation to be had. Uh, I mean, Chris Christie's up there. He just, every time he talks, every time he opens his mouth, well, he does that a lot, but usually for consumption, but every time he opens his mouth, he just is all about hating on Trump, which, again, I'm, I'm still waiting to hear some original good ideas from Chris Christie. I don't know if there are any, but, yeah, maybe that's comparable. What about, who do you think, who do you actually think is a, G, is a Kamala Harris of the GOP? It might be a fun poll to do on the Twitter sphere. Now, going to the comments section, someone by the name of Right Angle News Network says, quote, whoever you decide to vote for in this upcoming election, whatever you do, do not vote for Hillary Clinton rebranded and painted red. It is so clear Nikki Haley is not a true Republican. Neither is Chris Christie. They are both secretly Democrats. Follow us. If you agree, they need to be booted off the stage. Unquote. And that, again, comes from Right Angle News Network, which... A plus marketing. Their logo is a right angle. That's that's just on point. That got 495 likes and 39,000 views. Mark Gidman replied saying, "For the non NASCAR fans, it wasn't a noose. It was a just a loop at the end of the garage door pull down rope. Was tied the same way a bunch of other garage doors were as well." Unquote. That got 188 views. Or sorry, 188 likes, a couple thousand views. Benjamin Way says, quote, she freaks me out. Same vibes Hillary Clinton gives me. She must be one of hers to be, TBH, to be sure, TBH. I forget what the youth uses these days in Gary acronyms. I'll have to examine perhaps Urban Dictionary later. Now, that did get 267 likes. Just a Dude says, quote, Neocon Nikki never met a military lobbyist she didn't like, unquote. She got 219 likes, or rather, it was just a dude, so he got 219 likes. Marjorie Taylor Greene Press parody account replied, quote, I can't use stand looking at her smug face, unquote. And that got 188 likes. Base Latinos says, quote, probably the meanest thing Vivek has ever said about Nikki Haley, unquote. That got 15 likes. Crocs Out replied, Odd how this story got so much traction. It was a door pull, unquote. I got 13 likes. And yes, it was a huge phenomenon in the United States from a cultural perspective. Everyone was tuning in on that story. NASCAR actually rewrote some of the rules. They actually banned, I believe, it was the traditional, or technically it wasn't the actual Confederate flag. It's the, the Dixie flag. Everyone thinks this is a Confederate flag. The actual Confederate flag is the one people think about. But nevertheless, NASCAR, I believe, banned that flag from being displayed when the story broke. And of course, when the story was found to be false, NASCAR didn't change their policies as NASCAR is 
trying to excuse me they've been trying to reach even more customers throughout the years because their old demographics similar to Cadillac were passing away so I've been trying to branch out and reach more customers which in it in by their actions are also alienating some so they have a marketing a little bit of a marketing issue at NASCAR as they try to grow the company customer base without alienating too much so they they never actually went back and said okay you can have that flag again we're not banning it even though the story was fake now someone by the name of Vince Langman says quote Hook, line, and sinker, unquote, getting 56 likes. Let's see here. Gracie Smith says, quote, LOL, very true, Vivek. Nikki cherishes war too, blood money in exchange for human lives, unquote, getting 41 likes. Golden memes, although not A-plus marketing, they didn't even respond in a meme, or somebody called in the May, they just responded in text. But nevertheless, these alleged account by the name of Golden Memes says, quote, I'm sorry, but it's tough to beat Kamala, unquote, getting 18 likes. Thermonuclear MAGA replies, quote, Nikki Haley will never be president ever, unquote, getting 22 likes. Now, that being said, she's getting more funding than any other candidate. A lot of the original donors that were giving very heavily to Ron DeSantis, the past couple weeks, they've shifted their donations to Nikki Haley. So she's getting more and more resources. Actually, let's pull up the, now that I think about it, let's pull up the 538 poll aggregator. Again, this is from projects.538.com. It is a poll aggregator of a bunch of the polls for the Republican nominee. It looks like Trump is down a little bit. Trump is at 61.6%. DeSantis went up by about, what was it, three-tenths of a percent. DeSantis is back up at 12.5%. Nikki Haley went down a little bit. She's at 10.7%. Vivek Ramaswamy is at 4.3%. Christie expanded a little bit. He's now at 3.1%, up from 3%. Asa Hutchinson is still in the race at 0.6%. So it looks like she's gone down a little bit. A couple weeks ago, she's more around 11 and 12. I don't think she actually went... Uh, it looks like she did peak around 11.3%. So in individual polls, she was passing DeSantis, but not in the poll aggregators. And as we continue to scroll through... <laughs> excuse me again... Apologies. Vivek Peters Willie says, quote, I think she is a bit of Nancy Pelosi in her two look, the look in her eyes and something on her face, unquote, getting 39 likes. And this is perhaps one of the most popular things Vivek has ever uh, posted. CP Smith simply replied to a, with a picture of Nikki Haley. And it was a, when he, when Vivek on the debate stage said, she can't even name, I think he said, like, he can't, she can't even name four or five provinces in the Ukraine where she wants to send soldiers. And she awkwardly just went like, almost like she was thinking, but not really thinking. A picture of her just pretending to think. They got 61 likes. One of the most popular responses. A hilarious picture coming from Kenny is a meme of the three knights around the, um, three gentlemen with swords around the, their knights around the table. And the three knights are named DeSantis supporters, Trump supporters, Vivek supporters. And they all are holding their swords in the middle of the table. And the table in the middle says, Nikki Haley sucks. That got 183 likes. And as you continue to scroll, it looks like, oh, perhaps one of the best ones. This comes from Marcus. Is the, you have Steven Crowder sitting at the iconic table where he has to change your mind. It's the iconic thing where they Photoshop actual verbiage on the poster. And the poster has been changed to, Nikki Haley is the Republican version of Kamala Harris. Changed my mind. I got 35 likes. So again, as a youth might say, Vivek went viral to say the least. Now, the issue is, when is this going to start translating to the polls? Because again, we're looking at the poll aggregators, which again, most of these polls are between a couple hundred and maybe three at the top, maybe 4,000 people being polled. And the past couple weeks, he has not been increasing in the polls. It looks like he peaked maybe around eight. Oh, he peaked around 11%. For a while, he was, I mean, almost double. I mean, he was at 11.6%. At the same time, Nikki Haley was at 3.3%. And now they're darn near flipped. And I don't know, is that because, again, Nikki Haley's getting a lot more resources behind her? She's doing a lot more campaigning with commercials. I mean, let me know in the comments. What do you think is the reason why Vivek is not increasing his lead? It looks like he's saying a lot of things that many people agree with. I think. Truth be told, I think he has some good original ideas as well. But, <laughs> excuse me, at the end of the day, when is it going to start increasing his lead in the polls? Right, Because right now he's not leading. And he, we're getting closer and closer to all these. All, the, the days are getting closer and closer. So it'll be interesting to see 
what actions he'll have to take and if it'll be possible for him to actually gain a lead and get ahead of Nikki Haley and a couple other folks. But as I always say, time shall tell. Now, going over to the business blunder of the day, you have Comcast Xfinity data breach affecting 35 million users. Now, this comes to us thanks to Emily, or sorry, Emma Thorne, who is an editor at LinkedIn News. And it, it excuse me, Vix comes to us and she says, quote, hackers accessed the private information of nearly 36 million Xfinity customers in the October security breach. In a notice to customers, Xfinity parent Comcast said the hackers exploited a vulnerability in its Citrix software to get customers usernames and hashed or scrambled passwords and possibly their contact information, birthdays, and secret questions and answers. The cable and TV giant said it's still analyzing what other information was exposed. A Comcast spokesperson would not reveal to TechCrunch exactly how the incident impacted operations or whether the U.S. Securities and Exchange Commission had been notified. Well, I believe the I believe they've probably been notified the mandate, I believe, it, I'm not sure if the mandate, I need to double check if it goes to effect in 2024 or if it's already being practiced, but you're at the point where you actually have to tell if you're a public trader or a big company, you have to let the public know if there's been a security breach or a data breach. Now, it looks like other notes include as of Comcast's latest earnings report, company has had at least 32 million broadband users, so the hack impacted, quote, most, if not all, Xfinity customers per TechCrunch analysis which that's quite literally the one of the worst case scenarios. A lot of the times we talk about cybersecurity breaches and companies getting hacked and you'll hear like, you know, 12% of customers are affected or maybe 20% of the end users were impacted. But is it about a hundred percent of the customer bases were affected by the breach? That, that is certainly a business plan. Now they also noted that the Citrus vulnerability involved the, in the Xfinity breach has long been exploited in hacks of a number of major corporations, including Boeing. So it'll be interesting to see, again, depending on where you live, you may or may not have one or no choices for ISP or internet service provider. Is one of those things where I remember back when I lived in apartments and even in this rental, there's only one or two major internet service providers you can choose from. So depending on where you live, you might not have a choice if you want to boycott this company or move away from their services. Now, thankfully, there are other options coming to us like Starlink, where you don't have to have a traditional fiber routed into your home. Or if you're a little bit slower, you can get the copper you know, copper as opposed to the fiber optic. But it'll be interesting to see if it can really realistically be boycotted, very similar to airline companies where they have exclusivity rights for certain air travel routes, which is why Delta Airlines, even though they had a big catastrophe years ago, never really, there wasn't, wasn't much muscle behind that attempted boycott. But nevertheless, it still does tarnish your company's brand image. And once people do get the option, as we, options do over time come, well, with the exception of some government instances, but as customers get more options, many of them will probably remember this instance and they very well may choose to move away. So it'll be interesting to see how they choose to, hopefully in the future, they're gonna bolster their cybersecurity practices, roll out some new rules for customers where they have, they have additional security, maybe MFA or additional applications to secure the environment. But again, to have an instance where we're near 100% of customers were affected negatively and now their data might be out there, that is certainly the business blunder of the day. Thank you again, everyone, for taking the time to tune in today. Again, we're trying to get to 4,000 subscribers by the end of December, so if you could click that button, I'd greatly appreciate it. Also, leave a comment is a great way to give me some additional feedback, letting me know how I can make the show better and better as I attempt to increase my enunciation and slow down my pace of speech. And I know those are issues thanks to feedback left to me in the comments. So the more feedback, the better, and I appreciate it. Also, giving a thumbs up is a great way to help the video be shared more on them YouTube analytics with all the fun algorithms trying to see how the video gets shared, so I appreciate that. Also, don't forget to take the time to tell your family, tell your friends, tell your coworkers, heck, tell your enemies, tell anyone and everyone, just stay safe and fight the good fight.